1: Welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast here at St James's Park, post-Newcastle United. Losing 3-2 against Liverpool, but in what was a very exciting game, end-to-end at times, Liverpool took an early lead. Van Dijk, poor defending from Newcastle United, allowed them to score from a set-piece, but Newcastle responded. Uh, Atsu scored at the end of a controversial goal, which we'll we'll get onto, I'm sure. Uh, But then Liverpool retook the lead through Mo Salah. Uh, then Newcastle hit back second half, Rondon scored and at period it looked like Newcastle may at least get a point or possibly even go on to win it But Divock Origi came off the bench and won it for Liverpool in the end I'm joined here by Chief Football Writer Lee Ryder Lee, what was your overall verdict and what was a bit of a crazy game in the end wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean it always seems to be that way against Liverpool for some reason uh, At least we actually gave them a game today, on Boxing Day obviously it was a, you know, an easy win for Liverpool Today they had to really work for the points I think Newcastle, at certain stages in the game, could have really kicked on and won it. Um, but Liverpool, you know, it was their their season was on the line today. So I think that, you know, ordinarily, if at 2-2 with that time left, they would have probably just settled for a point. But because they've obviously had to win, they had to get the three points, they threw everything at it and they found an answer. Um, and Newcastle, maybe just the nerves... We're afraid a little bit at the end with with so much quality on the pitch. I mean, they take off Salah and they put a on, you know, things like that. They've got so much quality and abundance. Liverpool, so Liverpool win it. Newcastle finishing the season on a little bit of a um, disappointing note at home to lose uh, to to obviously a good Liverpool side, but you know they're going to finish in a low position now. But as Rafa Benitez said on there, maybe it's a, you know the positive is that they stayed up this season.
1: I mean, looking at the, the goals Newcastle conceded before got the ones that scored bit of frustration, the fact that two of them were set pieces, the other one probably should have been defended better as well, do you think when Benitez and the players sit down this week they'll look back I mean a few of the players have just mentioned it in the mix zone there as well and just think that you're up against a brilliant Liverpool team and the three goals you've actually conceded were probably ones you could have defended.
0: Yeah, I mean they're that good, They don't need they don't need favours and Newcastle gave them two in the first half and you know Van Dyke. I mean, it was it was almost like some kind of tr- training exercise. He just had a free header to, to you know beat the goalkeeper, and the second one. How how can you give someone like Mo Salah that much room? It was just so uh, it was so sloppy from a Newcastle point of view. Uh, I think they struggled uh, against Alexander Arnold. He 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 ran the game. For, in my opinion, he was the most influential player on the pitch. Because he just continued to probe and prod down that side, and um, and yeah, I just think that it was just the charity sort of thing in the first half. Um, the 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 third goal. Yeah, it was just one way you've got to compete for the, compete for the ball. Lascelles didn't. I mean, I don't think Lascelles had his greatest game for Newcastle tonight. I thought he was particularly poor. Um, other other than that. Just maybe it was just the nerves of playing against a, such a great Liverpool team I, I don't know um, it's certainly not a Rafa Benitez style team to, to concede sloppy goals like that
1: I mean in terms of defensively there were question marks but Newcastle similar to the Man City game in many ways fell behind only this time came behind twice the first goal we'll just talk through that because it was a bit of a bizarre incident so uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the ball comes in from the right-hand side from Manquio, goes to the left-hand side of the box. Richie has, a, I don't know if it's a shot or a cross, but it goes quite a bit pace across the area. Rondon, left foot, directs it towards goal. And on the line, Alexander-Arnold blocks it with his hand seemingly or his arm is in the way. Some of the Newcastle players appeal for a penalty. While that happens, Atsu puts it into the net and the referee gives the goal. No, nothing against Alexander-Arnold now. You can argue, well Newcastle scored. That's a positive. But do you think they would? Maybe at that stage, with seventy minutes of the game left, rather have had a red card and the chance to score from a penalty? It's just if you miss that penalty, in
0: Newcastle have got the greatest record <laughs> from the spot. Uh, but look, I think yeah, the rule, the rule is that because they scored, it it wipes out the possibility of a red card. So, just have, they just have to kind of forget about that, I suppose. But good to see that too. Get on the score sheet," he said in pre-season. I remember sitting talking to him. That he was going to really try this year to to get more, the, the most goals he's ever scored and the most assists. And he ha- and he hasn't really been in great form at all. But it was good to see him get off the mark. And he's a confidence player, and you could see that goal gave him so much confidence. He was brilliant, you know, going down the left-hand side in the in the uh, second half, getting a few crosses in. Um, so at least positives came of it. But yeah, if it had been a red card, that would have made things very interesting indeed and uh, for for Newcastle um, they would have probably had a, a greater chance but at the end of the day it didn't happen so
1: it is what it is And Newcastle fell behind again but then responded once more and it was Salomon Rondon who was denied by Alexander-Arnold's hand in the first half but for this from a Newcastle corner, a ball gets half cleared, Mankiw puts it back in and he rifles a left-footed shot in the bottom right-hand corner and then celebrated well. He had 10 Premier League goals from the season, and 11 in all competitions. Him and Perez have got 21 between them in the Premier League. A uh, great way for him to sign off at St. James's Park if this is indeed to be his last appearance here because at the moment his loan is coming to an end and we don't know where he's going to be, do we?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, he's got one more one more game at Fulham next week. Um, he'll be going to Copper America. I'm sure there'll be other teams interested in him as well. You look at... You know, teams in in Spain where he's played before will have taken note of of what's happened this season. West Brom could still get promoted. They might want him. He might want to stay there. So, I, I think Newcastle's best opportunity has been to get him tied down while he's here. Get him sat down. Put a deal in front of him. Say that's what's waiting for you. Um, we're prepared to pay the money. You know, they've they've had a they've been in the box seat to sign him they haven't done it he's got one game left so it could be a missed opportunity and at the end of the day uh, he's shown throughout the season what he can do showed tonight what he can do and really when you look at it £16.5 million, if that ends up being the price that isn't that expensive for a striker who gets you double figures in the Premier League so it could be a missed opportunity for Newcastle another one
1: and you say it could be another one I mean Obviously, the big question mark at the moment is also over the future of Rafa Benitez. He seemed a lot more positive in his pre-match press conference. You win his post-match press conference here. What did he say about his future? Did he give anything further? And where do you think we stand on that at the moment?
0: I think he, he kind of... I asked him basically when he was going around the pitch and everyone was singing we want you to stay... I said would it be hard to walk away f- from this and he kind of made a joke of it saying I'll be walking away to go home in 15 minutes. Um he didn't expand too much on what he said already but he, what he did he, he did mention that you know that talks would take place within this couple of weeks so he's extended the time again. So from Friday being very positive um you now look back on it a little bit and think was he saying that to take the sting out of the game and take the pressure off his players which in some ways in terms of performance it probably apart from the defensive mistakes obviously but in terms of almost getting a result against Liverpool it almost worked now Newcastle have got to go away really get this one really get it nailed down but you know we've been saying it for a long time last summer they should have had this sorted Um, they've allowed things to dip and you you couldn't rule them you couldn't rule it out that it, it things drift away again it's just it's a worrying thing for for Newcastle United fans
1: I mean those Newcastle United fans sang from tonight there was chance all the way through the game obviously when he went around the pitch at the end as well but no Mike Ashley again this evening hasn't been at St James's Park since I think it was the Cardiff City game in mid-January so he hasn't necessarily witnessed that himself do you think we are getting to the point where Graffer wants to speak to Mike Ashley and not, not just um, Lee Charnley or the other powers of be. Do you think he needs to go at the very top to get this result? Well he obviously going
0: off what's happened so far he obviously hasn't got the results he wanted from the people in charge uh, and, and when I say that I'm talking about Lee Charnley he obviously wants to push things out a little bit further now he wants to go above Lee Charnley's head and he wants to speak to Mike Ashley and try and see if he can squeeze a bit more out of him but Mike Ashley's a hard man to deal with. Um, in terms of, he may he may promise one thing and it, it might not come off. That's what Rafa said. You know, promises were made in the past that that didn't happen. So, Newcastle really, they've got themselves in another situation, another political battle, yet another one, uh, and they just don't seem to want to budge. So, we just. Uh, Will Rafa be prepared to compromise? Is the question. Will Rafa be prepared to take slightly lesser terms than he wants? That that's what it's going to come down to. It's not. I don't think it's going to come down to Mike Ashley going, "Yep, I'm going to give you another twenty million or whatever." It's going to come down to whether Rafa Benitez can handle having less to spend than he wants. And if he if he does, then we'll all be celebrating because they'll have a great manager. And if he doesn't, then the the debate blows wide open again of who. Can take this club, you know, where it should be because at the minute it's languishing at the bottom half of the table. They haven't got the eight, they Haven't got the seasonal goal, which was 12th place. They haven't managed to achieve that because they're not going to finish higher than uh, Crystal Palace because they're their winter day. So it's it, it really. They might beat Fulham next week, but it's the, the season hasn't been as spectacular as it could have been.
1: Well, you are saying about the season nearly at the end of it, that's the final home game gone, you mentioned going to Fulham next weekend, do you think Newcastle can sign off style? because Fulham themselves have had a bit of a resurgence uh, since they've been down there, they seem to be playing with a bit of freedom but do you think Newcastle can sign the season off with a win?
0: Um, I, I think Fulham obviously have, have picked up a couple of results since they've been relegated, they're playing with no, no pressure at all uh, it's not always been a happy hunting ground. Craven Cottage, obviously, Newcastle lost um, in the first Championship game down there, if you remember, uh, on a hot night. And you know, it's going to be a tough game. But Mitrovic, if if he's involved, would be one one to keep an eye on. But really, it's up to Newcastle now. I mean, Jurgen Klopp just said on there that uh, anyone who was accusing teams of you know being on the beach. You know Newcastle were the opposite of that. They'll have to be exactly what Jurgen Klopp said there. Uh, they'll have to go down and give Fulham a game. If not, it's going to be a pretty flat finish.
1: Well, thank you very much for your thoughts, Lee. Uh, so sort as of reflected there, that's Newcastle United's season in terms of St. James's Park over, but there's still another week left. Uh, we have all the match reports, five things, everything reflecting on this game on Chronicle Live at the moment. And also this week, we'll also have any updates on Rafa future feature if and when we get them. Thanks for tuning in.